to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation. The podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Jo. I'm a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here, we take you to the next level of self-understanding mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Hello there. Welcome to Late Night Talks. What's happening? How are you? It is so nice to be back here in the room with you. I hope you're having a beautiful evening or day whenever it is that you're tuning in. I also want to extend a great big warm welcome to some of the newest listeners from Japan and New Zealand. It's awesome to have you here. So firstly, before we start, I want to express my gratitude to Connor. He's a listener from Worcester, Massachusetts, and he wrote in and allowed me to share his story with you. I thought this would be a very compelling topic and something that a lot of people can resonate with. This is the friend zone myth. (laughs) So this discussion, I want to explore some key points that I'd like to share on this subject. So this is Connor's personal story on how he experienced the friend zone myth and how it's affected his friendship with someone that he really cared about. So here's what Connor shared. I met Alice when we were both freshmen in college, and we became really good friends over time. We had a lot in common. We liked the same music, movies, books, and we also helped each other with studies, projects, and different types of assignments. We spent a lot of time together, hanging out, chatting, doing things together, and laughing, and I really enjoyed her company so much. I thought that she felt the same way about me. However, after a few months of friendship, I realized that I had developed these romantic feelings for Alice. I wanted to be more than friends with her, and I hoped that she had the same feelings about me. I decided to confess my feelings to her one day, hoping that she would say yes to being my girlfriend. However, to my surprise and dismay, She rejected me politely, but firmly. She said she only saw me as a friend and that she isn't interested in dating me. She said that she valued our friendship very much and that she hoped that we could still be friends. Now, I was crushed by her rejection and I felt angry and frustrated and betrayed. I thought that she had led me on by being nice to me and spending time with me. I thought that she owed me something for being her friend and doing things for her. I thought that she was being unfair and cruel by putting me in this friend zone. I thought that she was missing out on a great opportunity to be with me and that she was making a mistake by choosing someone else over me. So I decided to cut off all contact with Alice, hoping that she would change her mind and come back to me. However, she didn't. She respected my decision and gave me space, but she also moved on with her life. She started dating someone, someone who made her happy and treated her well. 
She continued with her studies and activities, which made her successful and fulfilled. She made new friends and maintained old ones, the people that supported her and cared for her. So as time passed, I realized how wrong I was about Alice and this friend zone myth. I realized that Alice had never led me on or played hard to get. She had always been honest and kind with me. She didn't owe me anything for being her friend. She had given me her friendship freely and generously. She wasn't unfair or cruel by rejecting me. She was simply exercising her right to choose who she wanted to date and be intimate with. She didn't miss out on anything by not dating me. She found someone who matched her better and made her happier. She didn't make the mistake by choosing someone else over me. She made a wise decision that was best for her. I also realized how much I'd lost by believing in the friend zone myth. I had lost a really good friend who I cared about and who cared about me and accepted me for who I was. I had lost a valuable and meaningful relationship that could have enriched my life and made me happier. I had lost an opportunity to grow and learn from someone who challenged me and inspired me. And I lost a chance to be a better person and a better friend. I regretted my actions and wished that I could undo them. I wished that I could apologize to Alice and ask for her forgiveness. I wished I could restore a friendship and make it stronger and deeper. However, it was too late. Alice had moved on, and so had I. We had grown apart, and we became strangers. We never spoke to each other again. This is how the friend zone myth ruined my friendship with Alice and how it taught me a painful but valuable lesson. I hope that by sharing this story, others can see how harmful and false this myth is and how it can damage both friendship and romance. Thank you again, Connor. I'm aware that countless people share this very experience, and that's precisely why I decided to address this tonight. I've personally encountered a similar situation, but from Alice's perspective. First of all, there is no such thing as a friend zone that someone can be put into by someone else. Right? Everyone has the right to decide who they want to date or who they want to be intimate with. And no one owes anyone anything for being their friend. Right? Friendship's not a currency that can be exchanged for romance or sex. And being nice to someone doesn't entitle you to their affections. Secondly, the myth of the friend zone ignores the fact that friendship is a valuable and meaningful relationship in itself. And it's not some consultation prize or a stepping stone to something else. Right, Being friends with someone means respecting and, and caring for them as they are, and not trying to change them or manipulate them into liking you back. If you have feelings for someone who doesn't feel the same about you, it's definitely understandable to feel hurt or disappointed, of course, but it's not healthy to blame them or yourself for it. You can either accept their decision and continue to be their friend, or you can take some time and space to move on. Thirdly, 
the myth of the friend zone reinforces sexist and harmful stereotypes about men and women, right? It often assumes that men are always interested in sex and women are always interested in romance and that men are always pursuing women and that women are always rejecting men. So it implies that women are objects to be won and earned by men and that men are entitled to women's bodies and emotions. So these stereotypes are not only inaccurate, but they're also disrespectful and degrading to both genders. Now, some people who believe in the friend zone myth might raise some counter arguments or objections to what I've said. They may say something like, being in the friend zone means that the other person is leading you on or playing hard to get, that they're giving you mixed signals or false hopes, and that they're enjoying the attention or the benefits that you give them. Another one might be, being in the friend zone means that the other person is afraid of commitment or intimacy, that they're maybe hiding behind this excuse of friendship, and they're avoiding taking the risk or responsibility of being in a relationship. And maybe another one would be being in the friend zone means that the other person is shallow or superficial. They're judging you by your appearance or your status, and they're ignoring your personality or character. They're missing out on a great person who would treat them well and make them happy. However, these arguments are not true or fair. They're based on assumptions and accusations that are not supported by evidence or logic. They're also disrespectful and degrading to the other person's choices and feelings. Being in the friend zone doesn't mean that the other person is leading you on or playing hard to get. It means that they're being honest and clear with you about their feelings and intentions. That they're not giving you mixed signals or false hopes. They're telling you directly that they only see you as a friend and nothing more. They're not enjoying the attention or the benefits that you give them. They're appreciating your friendship and your kindness as they would with any other friend. So if you misinterpret their signals and hopes, that's your problem, not theirs. Being in the friend zone doesn't mean that the other person is afraid of commitment or intimacy. It means that they're aware of their own preferences and boundaries and that they're respecting themselves and others by being true to themselves. They're not hiding behind the excuse of friendship. They're expressing their genuine feelings and desires. They're not avoiding taking this risk or responsibility of being in a relationship. They're choosing to be in a relationship that suits them best it makes them the happiest. Being in the friend zone doesn't mean that the other person is shallow or superficial. It simply means that they have their own standards and criteria for choosing who they want to date or who they want to be intimate with, and they have the right to do so. They're not judging you by your appearance or status. They're considering your compatibility and chemistry with them. They're not ignoring your personality or your character. They're acknowledging your qualities and virtues as a friend, but not as a lover, right? They're not missing out on this great person who would treat them well and make them happy. They're finding someone who matches them better and makes them happier. 
These are just some reasons why these arguments are invalid and unjustified and why they should be rejected by anyone who values friendship and romance, right? Let us remember that the friend's own myth, with all its misconceptions and assumptions, can really lead us astray from the beauty of genuine connections and friendships by appreciating the unique bonds we share and respecting the choices of those that we care about. We can break free from the confinements of this myth and embrace the true power of understanding and compassion. So let's celebrate the friendships that we have, learn from our experiences, and really create a world where relationships are built on authenticity and mutual respect. If you're at all interested in sharing your story with me, or if you think that the listeners could benefit from your story, please feel free to contact me at consciouswisdomhealing at gmail.com. We're all about helping one another here. And I think it's wonderful to be able to want to give that gift to other people. Also, if you are at all interested in any of my services, I do offer the 30-minute free consultation call. And with that, we kind of get a better understanding of the deeper issues of what you might be experiencing. I really work a lot with many people across the globe with limited beliefs, with behavioral patterns, with just self-identity with purifying their energy to align with their truth, all kinds of different things. So if that's something that you find might be helpful to you in finding your way and learning more in depth about yourself, please feel free again to visit my website and send me a message there. Okay, thank you for joining me on this late night talk. And may we all continue to grow and learn together. Be well, not alone.